Hey everybody, welcome to Una Lom, the career exploration podcast, where we have set out to explore the daunting yet exciting world of careers. Join us as we speak to professionals from all over the world. In today's episode, we will be talking to Mr. Tamsir Hussain, who started off as a content creator and is now the CEO and founder of Pluck TV, a platform that empowers the next generation of content creators with tools to share their content, grow their audience, learn the latest in storytelling, and find ways to monetize their work. Uh, so, uh, Mr. Tamsir, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and the work that you've done so far? So I have about more than 15 years of experience um, in building online communities for young people, uh, be it for brands, be it for tech platforms, be it for nonprofits, be it for um, restaurants, be it for anyone basically who wants to engage a certain audience. So I've done like crazy experiments where um, I got at a time when Facebook was just coming up in India uh, to see if 60 people who don't know each other can organize a music festival uh, in West Bengal to uh, being the first one um, that change.org hired in India to build their organization. Um, mm-hmm. At the same time, I think about three and a half years ago, three years and eight months ago exactly, I was on a landfill with um, Instagram as an official platform, about 10 waste pickers and Hindustan Times, right, who were training waste pickers on how to tell stories using their mobile phone. And that was my experiment, right, to see if a community who is doing amazing work by collecting waste, segregating, recycling, are they able to tell their stories on a platform like Instagram and at some point are able to monetize what they're doing. Uh, they were able to tell stories about, I think thousands of people watch the training live on, Insta, on in the Sun Times. Uh, they were able to create their profiles, they were able to engage audiences, but in about a couple of months, they actually stopped telling stories. And they used to tell these amazing stories where uh, they would share what they're doing. And for the first time, you would see audiences responding to it by being like, oh, I didn't know waste pickers can wear leather jackets and have mobile phones uh, to a point where they started saying, oh, okay, wow, the work that you do and the life that you live is very different. But they were never able to monetize it or get opportunities so that they can continue telling these stories for a very long time. And that's when mm-hmm. uh, people like us create um, as an idea, which is also a short form, what we call pluck, came about where we train people on how to tell stories using their mobile phone and actually earn revenue out of it and get financial independence is what we say and offer a lot more tools so that people can do it. And when you come on the platform, you actually get a chance to see uh, the amazing shows that people have created. Yeah, that sounds really good. I mean, we've really gone through a platform and it's really amazing how you're really giving this opportunity to people. Yeah. That's really great yeah, it's really amazing, especially the wide variety of stories. Also, you're covering lots of social issues that uh, really need to be spoken about. So we really love the idea. Well, thank you so much, guys. I mean, how I look at it is, so we trained about 100,000 people in the last like three and a half years, out of which 31,200 people have been telling stories, the stories that you actually see on the platform. The way we look at social issues is anything can become a social issue, right? Like mm-hmm. if you look at fashion, yeah. Right, right now, when you look at fashion in general, when you look at sneakers, when you look at anything else, the trend which is really, really hot is sustainability, right? About 70% of the conversations on environment that happen on sustainability on Twitter, a lot of it is connected to uh, sustainable fashion, sustainable food, and it's a movement 
would you call that a social issue or would you call that a trend that is changing that is actually enabling people to buy uh create consume responsibly right and it's a social issue that has that impact and which is what the formula we follow as well when we engage with creators who are creating for the first time because these are really experts in their own fields so when yeah. you start experiencing stories with them you're like wow okay they're doing amazing work just like me mm-hmm. uh but thank you so much for uh saying that it's it's really good to know that you like the stories yeah, yeah also also there's the fact that you know because they are working in the field they know best right you know so i mean having them say their stories i i think that that really would help i agree i agree and i i mean am i if i want to give an example was this latest show we've launched is called attention please and oh my god it is such a beautiful show right uh, so what we set out to do was uh in the delhi and ncr area what we wanted to do was find people who really work on gr- ground on sexual health right and peer <laughs> educators and adolescents and work with them train them on how to tell their stories because if you notice sexual health as a conversation on instagram or on other platforms very mainstream right if a person right like a person living in a peri urban area or or a, or a very or a very hardcore like uh, area which is not very mainstream wouldn't understand it but if you actually have peer educators who actually their job is to train for the first time they're doing amazing anchoring to actually talk about this we've seen some amazing content come about and it's it's really transitional in general for about years of work that has been happening in the sexual health for the first time imagine people actually hearing stories directly from peer educators this mm-hmm. army of people doing amazing work That's and also when we when we went for these trainings we had some oh, we had some such experiences i remember we were training in one of these schools and we have these um, we have male and female trainers right and obviously it's just to make sure that people are excited about it in one of the schools uh the goal was to see if we can train young boys and talk about sexual health and there's so much of stigma around it that the principal of the school said uh please make sure there's a man with you and we wanted to send women because like it's it's an issue that would be there and we realized that the stigma is so different and how it intervenes with patriarchy it's it's very interesting yeah 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 so could you tell us what kind of content you started creating and what inspired you to do so well so the first i was always a fan of storytelling right uh be it uh writing emails be it writing stories be it writing fiction um be it telling kind of a journalistic story uh that you would see that i used to write for guardian and cnn as well right and my storytelling has always been about my favorite way of storytelling is to see if we can highlight subculture right which is understand process of a culture which doesn't exist which doesn't connect with people so when i started about 3 years and 8 months ago the first prototype for plug tv was me right because i was really good in enabling people i was always the guy in the background but when i had to come in from the camera i actually had to go through this uh, learning curve where i had to learn anchoring when i ha- had to learn storyboarding and the first story i ever told was on uh, air pollution um and the first story i told it was so embarrassing i swear i still have that video when you look at it it's like a robot talking in front of the camera right <laughs> yeah but, but that journey and the yeah. journey was so beautiful that uh, just that story led me to create so many more stories and enable a whole community in appalachian bill like india's largest climate change and sustainability storytelling platform called let me breathe when i look at that robotic voice now and that action uh, and about a year and a half ago 
uh, a few of our creators along with me anchored a whole documentary which was released on Channel News Asia called Apocalypse. But that journey was important for me. And this is what a lot of our creators go through, right? It's breaking that confidence to be able to anchor, to be able to interview, to be able to really occupy the camera. Now I can. Now I know. Now I'm confident of doing it, especially a documentary with a different learning altogether. Because hmm. you have to do it about 10 times the same thing, 12 times the same thing. And it really makes you confident and get the right cut. So, yeah, that's been an interesting learning. So I think a lot of our creators go through the same thing when they're speaking for the first time. I think so. It's relatable for us also because like when we started, I mean, we're still very like, you know, trying to uh, figure out how to communicate with people. All three of us are like introverts. So like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we understand what we're saying. <laughs> yeah. I love it. I mean, I love that because I mean, I, if you look at it, uh, I'm a Sagittarius, right? So I would be like an extrovert. But then when it comes to the social anxiety that you get in social places, I still get it massively. I don't know how to communicate. And I've made some really uh, weird mistakes while having communicating it. But really coming in front of camera kind of helps you measure how you can overcome that. But yeah. I totally agree. I love the show. I, I heard a couple of your episodes and I love the conversation, the way it happens. So kudos to you guys. Thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs> And also, how did you come up with the idea of Club TV? So I, um, over the last 15 years, when I say uh, I used to build communities, I follow this beautiful uh, philosophy, which I think a lot of some of the biggest brands, some of the biggest nonprofits, some of the biggest everything. And if you just look at it, it's called the moment to movement, right? Okay. And when you look at it, when people design campaigns, which is either social media or anything else, they're kind of building a moment to reach out to X number of people. And then they want to build another movement, more moment to do it so that people can relate to the brand that they're building. Uh, mm -hmm. What I and what Plug follows a philosophy is long-term engagement, right? And there's no platform and no community which really helps creators create for a long time. So when you come on Plug TV as a creator, you actually have to create three stories before you actually start earning revenue. And the reason to do that is because it perfects your storytelling in such a way that people can relate to it and being in public engagement uh, which means engaging young people engaging anyone else empowering them to influence on issues that they really believe in it, it really it's like a way of life that I had where anything that I used to think the first thing I would think is how how what will influence people uh, to inspire them to take action right it could be in anything if you want to buy a product or if you want to basically talk about climate change um, so I use that same philosophy, which is very purposeful in nature and which is what Plug TV follows. So in the creator economy space, which is basically a hot keyword in India, which started just about two years ago, uh, but globally it's been very relevant ever since TikTok became like a massive, massive fame, right? Um, yeah. In the creator economy space, there's no such organization which does it at this level, right? Uh, so I think we I saw a gap there and I knew that the way the amount of internet consumption that is happening in India and the amount of mobile phones that people are accessing and how they access information for the first time is, is really, if you look at it, defined by algorithms, right? Like, for example, let's take a look at Instagram. Instagram had a story, like an image post. Then they allowed you to put some videos. Then getting inspired by Snapchat, they started a story format. Then to compete with YouTube, they started doing a 10-minute format, which is an IGTV format. And now it's reels. So if you if you make any of these formats, which are the latest tools, that's the video that more people will see, or that's the content piece that more people will see. In my opinion, when you look at a YouTube, 
those that's a premium content platform which actually helps content stay longer on the internet a lot of 1% of the creators creators who have 1 million plus followers on a platform like youtube these yeah. are these are creators who know how to create premium content and which stays longer but when mm. it comes to 99% of people especially like the creators that we have they have no idea how to do this in fact it's very intimidating for anyone to create premium content for the first time uh might as well like even think of earning revenue out of it right yeah. um so yeah i think that that's the gap that i saw and i thought like the increase in misinformation that was happening uh through social media and the media space you need a stories which could just last longer and not just based on algorithms and provocation that would actually have the people and that's really what was the idea and if you look at it the trends that an ott platform like a netflix or an amazon prime changes is when people watch there's a trend that builds up hmm. this doesn't build up unless either there's an algorithm or a very inspiring story that people relate to yeah yeah so i make that also because like these people i mean you're kind of like bridging the gap between like the storytelling and them not really having the skills to uh get it out there when the stories really have to be heard so um what does it take to be a good content creator so the different types of content creators right um if you want to be a great real creator you should know how to use the tips and tricks of the tools provided to you on reels you should have a talent you should be able to give great expressions and understand what you're talking about uh but mm-hmm. if you're actually telling stories on the way people tell on plug tv or other premium content platforms the first thing is authenticity right how authentic and real is your story because if you notice what algorithm based trends do is they help people create a story on the same thing like when you look at reels when you look at tiktok when you look at all these apps which are coming up but when it comes to a creator that has to create premium content the first thing is authenticity how real is your story how factually correct is your story right and the second is how consistent you are if you tell a story once it's great you got rid of the fear of telling a story and the second thing that you do is how much are you telling a story and how consistent you are with it and you will see an improvement in your audience as well so in my opinion the first thing is for a content creator is to be an authentic creator a consistent creator and at the same time engage your audience as much as you can that's what makes you a content creator Uh, so can you tell us about how you can effectively create a connection with your audience and really find your niche audience um this is what's amazing right and in our journey as plug tv we realized that we've been able to collect a lot of content creators into various niches so some of the popular genres on plug tv are environment health um art um finance and um i think the latest is gaming and these are five genres but people are always in about 15 genres on plug tv right and what we've realized is the way the best way to make audience engagement is because if you're actually doing something which is action oriented and you're giving them an opportunity to experience what you're experiencing with you they're able to engage with you better as soon as you get the first engagement from an audience is very important to say connected with them and see if you can actually involve them in stories i mean this is what we try and tell every creator at plug tv and the tools that are there on plug tv as a platform you're able to get your audiences to contribute to stories very quickly and these stories become a part of your premium content so in my opinion i think your audiences and the people commenting and liking on all your stories are really powerful right because they're actually following how consistent you are with your storytelling they want to connect with your life but giving them opportunities to actually be a part of your stories 
is the most powerful way to engage audiences and, and say that, oh, you can actually become a part of my life. What we've seen with Plug TV, for example, Environment Creator Community, which is called Let Me Breathe, um, we are able to go beyond India as a country of content creators who really connect with the environment, be it chefs, be it entrepreneurs, be it activists, be it various people who believe in climate change. It doesn't matter what country you're in, and especially after the pandemic, people want to yeah, join yeah. that community. What are the different opportunities within like content creation people? So there are various types of contents, right? right? And also what Creator Economy does is all these content formats give you opportunities. And as we call it, like gig opportunities, which combines like content creation and Creator Economy, which is obviously the gig economy, where the first thing is that obviously you have now short form content, which is like what people call 30 second videos, uh, which are your real type content, which are based on algorithm trends, right? The second is, content, which is 3.5 minutes plus, which is an experiential way of talking about what you're going through a vlogging format. Another format is explainers, where you really explain something through data, history, research, investigation, and you're able to explain something amazing. The, the fourth kind is obviously building series out of whatever you're doing. You can actually go deep dive into an issue and really build a series out of it of eight episodes. I think what eight of our creators did was create this series on COVID Hero, uh, where basically they were looking at COVID heroes. The first season has about 15 episodes, which is 15 stories of sanitation workers and ASHA workers. The second season has about 15 episodes of doctors and nurses. So you can actually really divide your content into human-centric stories, explainers, various formats. Some of the most popular formats, which on apps like Snapchat is becoming really amazing, and it's a great revenue opportunity, especially because it's a career podcast, are augmented reality creators, right? If you know how to work in AR, there are some amazing opportunities that you can get to be able to earn revenue out mm. of it and belong to a new content creator community, which is augmented reality community. Um, a form that we're experimenting with for our gaming creators is animation, uh, where a lot of animators are there, a lot of motion graphics people are there, but in order to get them to build independence um, on the content that they create so that they're not dependent on other things, uh, we're able to also see how animation stories are working. And we saw this working in some of the biggest rural areas in India during COVID and pandemic, where the only thing that was actually working was animated stories because there was content overload coming from all ends, right? Yeah. And it really worked in smaller villages as well. So, yeah. Uh, so can you tell us about how you can really influence people with opposing views? You know, you talk about social issues like, you know, feminism and gender equality. And I think even climate change, a lot of people who think it's not real or there are people who are against feminism, especially now. So do you think content can really change people's minds and do you think it reaches these people? Oh, definitely. Um, I think when you talk about opposing views, it's pluck and all the creators that we have uh, I know that we get clubbed into social issues, but I totally disagree with it because I think social issues is everything right now, right? Around you. That's the hottest way of yeah, selling Yeah, yeah, yeah. And when we look at opposing views, I feel like in a post-truth world that we're living in, there are a lot of people who are coming up with new, like, it's like almost like when you talk about opposing views, they're like completely new facts that are coming up, right? And there are two truths. They're not just one truth. Um, if you look at it from a broad perspective, the way we think is really really making sure your story is unbiased it doesn't focus on blaming people no matter if it, even if it's climate change and it focus on focuses on behavior it can lead to incremental change for example a lot of stories that people we, we were we did the story in Punjab 
where a group of young people were planting Miyawaki forests, right? They were able to plant it in one area. And when people saw that, wow, you can actually plant a forest in your backyard, that story went so viral, right? That about 4,000 people wanted forests in their backyard. It was one story inspiring people to understand what Miyawaki forest is and then actually plant it in their backyard. But when you look at how this behavior change really starts and how people understand climate change, especially people with opposing views and the power of unbiased storytelling, the first thing it does mm -hmm. is it gets them to, let's say the first action you would take is, which is very small, right? I'll stop using plastic bags. And then you move on to understanding what planting tree means, what blogging means, uh, to what actually complex issues like climate change mean. It's the same format that we follow behavior change and everything. We have this amazing show, which is led by Shamita, who's a producer uh, called Gender Supper. Um, and okay. it really focuses on how feminists can help and, and a lot of feminism can be imparted onto people with opposing views because it simplifies mm -hmm. it for them. So yeah. it's, it's, it's really about how you build a moment to a movement. We're really sick and tired of negativity that goes on on social media. We're sick and tired of seeing the kind of content that people are putting out to just like harness opposing views. And, and the media is playing a massive role in it. Premium stories, which are unbiased in nature, can really change the way people look at it. Your yeah. opinions do, do not necessarily need to finger point, right? You can really focus on data and focus on small-term behavior change, which can lead to long-term behavior change. Yeah, also that when you mentioned that story should be really authentic, I feel that's one more really important factor in like influencing opposing views. So since you they emphasis on that, right? So yeah. Yes, I... I think what we do is when we do a lot of our courses, when people attend courses on Plug TV, the first thing they also learn is how to fact check and how to go beyond facts. So I'll give you an example. Uh, during the peak air pollution days, there was this every year there's this viral video that goes peak air pollution days in Delhi is like you can't see outside your window, right? And there's this viral video which happened in Greater Noida, uh, where in UP, where a bunch of cars were banged up against each other and there was a lot of pollution. Every year that video goes viral saying that this is happening in Greater Noida, but it actually happened about four or five years ago, right? And what we've seen is if you don't fact check, if you don't have this basic idea of asking what the source of this video is to your friends, especially what they're sharing on WhatsApp, it can actually lead to media organizations putting it up again every year saying that this happened in Greater Noida. But it's actually fake news, which gets transcended, right? I think especially in an era where there's so much fake news, it's really hard to even fact check because I don't think anyone wants to put in the effort. They just want to read what they want to. Exactly. So it's really yes. important for people creating content to kind of be conscious of that. Exactly. I think that's where premium content and responsible storytelling can really change the way people are looking at things. You're not getting provoked, right? You want to experience the story. And this is what we're trying to get as a culture through the creators that we have, through people like us create, which means an inclusive community of exclusive creators. Yeah, yeah. So uh, we have a few listeners' questions here. Uh, how do creators earn money? And is it essential to have an agency represent them? Not at all. I, I think it's not. I think, I think one... Uh, it has created a new business for agencies, and especially when we were starting Pluck, uh, the 1% of creators with 1 million plus subscribers or followers or 500k plus followers take most of the brand money, 
which is what we saw as a trend, right? A lot of creators who get tons of money are creators who are really, really big and who have a high following, right? And they, once you have a high following, you're earning enough revenue, you can continue building your influence. And now we see a massive trend in US where a lot of creators who are really big, they are becoming investors, they're starting their own businesses. And slowly this beautiful trend happening where they are taking their content off social media platforms onto their own platforms. And this is where we are headed towards, right? Where mm -hmm. creators need to get opportunities, which is what we offer. When a creator creates a story, uh, they should, which is premium in nature, they should be able to earn the money from the platform that itself, right? Which is what creator economy is about. They should get tools to be able to sell things that they want to. One of our communities called Social Saheli, right? Which is literally a community of 200 rural women entrepreneurs uh, located in UP, amazing business owners, right? When you go and see them, when we were training them, we were so amazed that their homes are converted into factories of pickles and uh, seeds and so many things that they do. Mm -hmm. They started creating for the first time. These are inspiring business owners who actually have fought so many battles to actually start a business. And now they're getting supported by their families. Some are not getting supported by their families. A lot of them are getting supported by their husbands. And it's a very different way of seeing how these women were able to increase their product demand by 20% directly because we don't have a system where you can buy the products on a platform and we take a cut. They were getting calls directly because people were seeing stories. And now we have this long list of 3000 women entrepreneurs who want to become creators and do the same for their business. They got mentored by some amazing women entrepreneurs across India, where they learned how to market their businesses and which we call a hyper-focus approach, right? It's like you start small, become popular in your village, become popular in uh, your state, then the country, then global. And that's pretty much the pattern that we follow. And I think the revenue opportunities that they're directly coming from the platform is what the trend needs to be, right? If you see how people earn money through YouTube ads, it's transitional, right? We saw this really big story of a food show, uh, like a couple of food show creators in, in Kerala, I think, earned about seven lakhs a month from YouTube. Mm -hmm. uh, we have a story where one of our creators literally survived on two lockdowns uh, on the money he was earning from the content he was like creating. He was also able to get an Van Infra award for the show that he created. So how do you measure the success of a content creator? Well, it clearly depends. Uh, and it clearly depends on the content creator, right? Mm -hmm. If a content creator is measuring success on gaining a lot more subscribers and getting discovered, it's great. If a mm -hmm. content creator is measuring success to be able to build a niche audience of his or her own or their own, that's a success for them because actually they can build a community of themselves, right? The second, mm -hmm. when you measure success of a content creator, which I think at a small level, especially if you're a first time creator is when you make your first video mm -hmm. and a lot of people view it and a lot of people connect with it and you start getting these comments. I think in itself it's a moment to movement right where you have your first moment and you want to create another moment like this and you want to create another moment and you build your little community you don't necessarily need to have millions of subscribers you can have a small community and really create powerful content and get the impact that you're wanting to get which mm -hmm. is high audience and more people who are like-minded and believe in the content that you're actually creating um could you tell us how content creators handle trolling from my opinion, I think trolling is something which will never end. It's, 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 yeah. it's something that people get provoked by and, and more and more tools need to come in. 
more and more in privacy and safety tools need to come in. If you look at apps like Signal, if you look at apps uh, which are actually focusing on your privacy, I think mm-hmm. that's the way to go forward, right? When you create content on Snapchat, uh, which is premium in nature, you're, you're really limiting that conversation. But if you're on a social media platform, a premium content platform, there are two different things. A premium content platform, your community is coming here to engage with your stories and contribute to your stories. On a social media platform, people are coming to see who you are, the kind of life you uh, lead, and how they want to connect and give opinions to whatever whatever life you're leading, and they want to engage with that. It is something that will actually provoke people to troll. Uh, the only way to avoid it, again, is two ways. One, uh, I think platforms like Twitter, Facebook have come up with some amazing tools which are you can mute, report, and there's some quick takedowns happening around trolling. Uh, fake profiles are getting taken down, one, through AI machine learning, to at the same time giving users a democratic way of reporting profiles. Uh, and at the same time, it's behavior as well, right? You can, I call this like uh, MER, right? There's this formula that I have called MER, which is monitor, evaluate, and react. Uh, which is basically you can either monitor and see if you're going to get trolled very quickly. You can evaluate the kind of conversations that are happening. A lot of times, uh, a sensible reply kind of stops the trolling. And a lot of times, it doesn't matter what you do. If you react, it's just going to increase the trolling. So there are various tools that you can follow and obviously behavior. So what's the best piece of advice that you've received uh, in your career? The first one is get a mentor, right? Um, It's really changed the way I look at things. And I'm fortunate enough, uh, I think it's my nature, and I mentioned at the beginning of the podcast is extrovert. I'm able to reach out to people and say that, hey, you need to be my mentor. And it's a two-way relationship that you actually have in mentors. And once you get a mentor or get a couple of mentors at different stages of your lives, you are able to get such advisors, which are a long list to do it. Find a person who's senior. If you find a person who is aligned with your values and ethics and have knowledge which is beyond you but mm-hmm. you know that they have some sort of a belief in you and you believe them when they say that they believe in what you're doing or even just you as a person is really the first um, moment when you can realize that oh this is a mentor I can actually this could be my mentor. Uh, so do you have any advice for you know budding content creators who want to get started on this path is there one thing you would want to want them to like know? Yes, uh, beyond like signing up for Plug TV, uh, I would say the first thing is that I think always be authentic. Uh, never forget the story that you have. Everybody has a story. Never forget that. Don't get bogged down by the amount of algorithms and the amount of trends going around you because that's just going to be a trend which will last for a while and then people are going to move on to something else. It is really not about building massive, massive followers and adhering to a trend which has been put up by a few technology companies. Mm -hmm. It is really about following your passion and being able to monetize it, being able to grow. If you're a content creator, there's a reason why you're a content creator, right? It's not because other people are doing it. It is because you have a story, you know you want to share something and you want to build some sort of a community. I think never forget that and always be authentic and don't give up. So that's all for today's episode. Unalom is available on a bunch of streaming platforms such as Google Podcasts, YouTube and Spotify. So be sure to follow us on your favorite streaming platform. Until next time.